progressive, respectful, mentoring, compassionate. These are the values of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. And now we proudly present Palmdale Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. The National Cancer Institute estimates that there are almost 200,000 newly diagnosed cases of prostate cancer in the U.S. annually. My guest today is Dr. Jaspreet Parihar. He's a urologist and a urological oncologist and a member of the medical staff at Palmdale Regional Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Parihar. Tell us about prostate cancer. Who is at risk for prostate cancer? Well, first of all, thank you very much for having, uh, for giving me this opportunity. Um, so let me just talk about basics about prostate and what prostate cancer is. So prostate gland is a walnut-sized reproductive gland found in men. And as you mentioned, over 200,000 men annually are diagnosed with prostate cancer, and over 26,000 men die from the disease. About one in seven men will have lifetime risk of getting diagnosed with prostate cancer. Now, some of the risk factors for uh, getting prostate cancer include um, family history of cancer, uh, for example, in uh, father, uncle, or uh, other first or second degree relatives. Also, um, race plays an important role in um, in uh, prostate cancer development. So African-American uh, men have uh, higher incidence as well as higher mortality as compared to some of the other um, races. Is there screening available for prostate cancer? And if so, who should be screened and when? Absolutely. So the screening entails a blood test called a prostate-specific antigen, or a PSA, and a annual rectal examination of the prostate performed by a urologist. Now, as you know, prostate cancer is the most common cancer diagnosed in men, and second only to um, lung cancer in uh, cancer-related deaths. So a lot of times patients may have prostate cancer and have no symptoms, and the only way to detect this problem is by routine screening. There has been a lot of controversies over the last several years of who to screen, when to screen, how often to screen. My best recommendations for my patients is that it should be decided between the doctor and the patient. And between um, between them, a shared decision-making process has to occur and um, based on patients' own risk factors, family history, and age, um, a recommendation can be given at um, what age to um, start prostate cancer screening and how often to um, obtain it. Generally, uh, patients um, older than 55 are recommended to have uh, DRE examination, which is rectal examination, and uh, PSA testing uh, on an annual basis. Sometimes we start screening early at age 40 if there are higher risk factors. Uh, But again, uh, the important point for everybody to understand is that this is a shared decision-making process. There's no single age uh, where um, you you should or should not have um, screening. If a man is diagnosed with prostate cancer, what are some of the treatment options available to them? So when prostate cancer was treated, um, you know, 15 to 30 years back, almost all men with prostate cancer uh, were recommended to seek treatment. As we realize and um, the, um, uh, the nature of the disease process and its biology of cancer, we are better able to stratify those patients who need treatment and those patients who can be observed. Now, prostate cancer is a very common disease. Um, a lot of men may have it and um, not get uh, detected or treated, and they eventually you know, end up um, passing away from um, other uh, 
uh, diseases such as heart problems, lung problems, uh, etc. But um, the patients who are detected to have prostate cancer, um, we sit down and uh, have a thorough discussion of uh, their age, their comorbidities, uh, their overall life expectancy, uh, and then come up with a uh, treatment option which is best suited for that individual patient. There are many uh, excellent treatment options, uh, including um, uh, surgery. Uh, these days, we utilize robotics to perform this. Uh, there is radiation, which can be given externally to the prostate, or sometimes we implant seeds, radioactive seeds in the prostate to give internal radiation. Um, there is also, um, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, active surveillance in which we determine the aggressiveness of the prostate cancer and come up with an algorithm for an individual patient to uh, monitor the PSAs and, uh, and repeat biopsy um, on a surveillance uh, schedule. And if it looks like the prostate cancer is becoming more aggressive uh, or um, uh, more in volume, then we would recommend uh, obtaining treatment. So again, this is an individualized approach. Um, one treatment option for one patient may not be the, you know, the perfect uh, option for another patient. And um, it really has to uh, be a discussion held between the doctor and the, and the patient as to what are the goals of care and uh, how best to approach the treatment of prostate cancer. Dr. Parihar, aside from the types of treatments that you mentioned, external beam radiation or brachytherapy, hormone therapy, any of these others, if surgery is what's designed and what you've decided with a patient, tell us about what's going on with robotic prostate surgery today. And are you still removing prostates on a regular basis, or is that declining a bit? You know, Marilyn, that's a great question. Um, so just in general, you know, the prostatectomy has been around for many, many years. And um, more recently, since about year 2001, uh, robotics was introduced in um, surgery and specifically starting in urology field. And at this point, uh, over 85% of prostatectomies are performed in robotic approach. Just a bit uh, about uh, the uh, robotic instrumentation. Um, when you have robotic prostatectomy, it's not like the robot is performing the operation. The robot is just a tool for the surgeon to use and to control and um, to perform a very precise, um, precise operation in a small, limited uh, pelvic uh, area. Um, with robotics, we have seen patients have less pain postoperatively. Um, they have shorter time to recovery. They have uh, shorter, um, shorter uh, hospitalization. You know, usually patients um, after having, uh, you know, a major operation like this for cancer can go home uh, the next day. Um, and um, this has really revolutionized the field. Do patients sometimes need adjunct treatments along with the prostatectomy? Yes. Uh, sometimes the disease is... Um, very aggressive and, in fact, has microscopically spread outside of the prostate. It may go to the prostate capsule. It may go to the lymph nodes in the pelvis or sometimes even other organs. And in those situations, um, patients may need multimodal approach. Um, in that case, you know, the patient may need surgery with radiation plus minus hormone deprivation therapy, uh, which, again, controls the prostate cancer. So then wrap it up for us. What do you tell men and the women that love them or the partners that love them about prostate cancer? And if they've been recently diagnosed, what would you like them to know? What I would like to patients to understand that this is a common process. This is a common cancer. It affects a lot of men and a lot of families because at the end of the day, it's just not the patient who's 
undergoing this. It's the it's the wife, it's the family, it's the children, and um, there are many treatment options available, um, which is good, but it also causes a lot of confusion in patients uh, because they may you know read uh, on the internet or talk to some friends. But you know, I think I cannot overemphasize the uh, discussion that has to be held between a urologist who does this um, routinely and the patient and the family as and come up with a game plan of how to approach a new diagnosis of prostate cancer. And with the advent of robotic surgery, this is a minimally invasive operation that can be easily performed with um, uh, reduced um, uh, adverse effects. So at Palmdale Regional Medical Center, um, we can offer patients a multidisciplinary treatment option. We have uh, many colleagues we work with, uh, with the surgery department, with um, medical oncology, radiation, if needed. Uh, as well as uh, all the medical um, uh, physicians. Um, Palmdale Regional Medical Center offers a comprehensive and compassionate care to the patients, and it uh, is um, top-notch quality care um, uh, in the Enola Valley area. Thank you so much, Dr. Parahar, for being with us today. You're listening to Palmdale Regional Radio with Palmdale Regional Medical Center. For more information, you can go to palmdaleregional.com. That's palmdaleregional.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.